1: This is the Busted Open Podcast.
0: You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
2: Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? And thank you very much for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Today, the fat and the furious returns. Dreamer and Bully Ray breaking down one hell of a Monday Night Raw. We got Brock and Cody we got the Viking Raiders versus the Alpha Academy in a Vikings-ruled match. Wrong. And we got a phenomenal main event with the Judgment Day against your champions, uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. All of Raw was a success last night, except for maybe one or two things. We're talking about it here. The Fat and Furious edition of the Busted Open podcast. Turn it up to 11. Let's start with Cody. Monday Night Raw begins in Atlanta, Georgia last night, Cody's Cody's home city in his home state, with Cody coming to the ring, cutting a promo, talking about Brock Lesnar, pointing out his mom in the front row, and then they hit Brock's music, and there's no Brock to be found, and they hit Brock's music again, there's still no Brock to be found, and then Cody goes into the back to the gorilla position or the locker room or wherever the hell he was gonna go. And all of a sudden, here is the beast beating the crap out of Cody Rhodes. Brings him down to the ring, F5s him in front of his mom, beats the shit out of him with a chair. Before I get to my opinion of it, what did you think of that entire opening segment of Monday Night Raw last night, Tommy?
3: I enjoyed it. Uh, you normally also see Cody. In his suits, um, dresses very, very well. He's been doing that ever since he's left the WWE. Um, There to fight, Um, there in his gear. And I'm like, oh, he's going to have a match now? No, he was there to have a fight, challenge Brock Lesnar. Um, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this segment Um, when, you know, seeing. Dusty's wife, Cody's mom, you know, seeing his sister, his brother-in-law, all people I know. It's a very, very real ism to it. uh, Calling out Brock, Brock not coming out when his music hit because you thought it was the end. And even, you know, watching with my daughter, she's like, that's it. And I was just like, I guess. And when that music hit of Brock, you heard an explosion, man. And then when it didn't, he didn't come out. It's showing a little bit of something we don't normally see in Brock. This is a calculated move. That when you hear it again, nothing. Here comes Cody. Go in the fight. He got suckered in the back. It's also the element of surprise where you didn't see what happened. Cody's on the cell, comes out, beat the guy up in front of his mom, in front of his family. That's a, a heavy move. They went back to the weakness of the arm, uh, put Cody in that uh, submission. Um, don't know why they didn't send a slew of people to help, and I would have Brock killing everybody, but I think Brock kills everybody way too much where it would have gotten maybe baby face reactions. But, you know, Brock being a little bit of a chicken or plotting his attack got him even a bigger heel response. They explode on his music, but what he did, got him some booze and that's what you wanted in your hometown
2: so it looks like we're getting the third match between Brock and Cody at SummerSlam um I would venture to say this is must win for Cody your opinion
3: I agree um the first one was good the second one and and this is you know also been Cody's kind of mo he had three matches with Seth Rollins one better than the next him and Brock will be a good one and you know even him Brock locking in uh the Kamura lock that's what it's called right uh, want layup lock yes got it um locked in that and then saying you know I accept but even the facials that Brock had man it was just it was different for Brock and it was uh it would look cool and honestly <laughs> I was sitting there saying I go Brock's being a bully um I enjoyed it
2: do you think that uh Brock applying the kimura, sends them in a direction where we might get a submission match at SummerSlam.
3: Uh, they did announce the match. Uh, it is, it is officially a match. I don't think there's any stip's on it. As of now, I can double check uh, with the graphic, but as of now, no, I mean, if Cody wants to go out there and cut another Cody esque promo, basically saying, Hey man, you did that in front of, I'm going to make you submit. I'm going to make you tap. Um, it, it's a heavy deal if he does and it's even a heavier deal if Brock Lesnar taps or says I quit
2: this is a conversation that me and Dave were having last week about Brock submitting um, people love to count to three I'm a big fan of the three count nine out of ten times um, when I'm involved in a match I would much rather see a three count than somebody tapping out but Brock tapping to Cody would be a much bigger deal moving forward for Cody especially if we're going to get Cody and Roman at uh WrestleMania 40. Is it that big of a deal or is it just a nice little touch if Cody gets Brock to tap?
3: I mean it's you add it to your resume, right? Uh I made Brock Lesnar tap just like, you know, when Paul was managing Time Brock. Out
2: timeout is that a t-shirt i made brock tap probably cool all right well there's another aspect of it we just kind of you know uncovered
3: um I, i agree with you we've i've seen we've seen the rise of the tap outs you know of course with the rise of ufc people respond to tap outs i get it i love the counting along one two three and even like again like i said with my daughter The fan interaction, like we went to Met game and the Met game, they do a lot of things in between innings to keep you uh, interested. Plus, like it was a good game and like the fans chanting, the fans, all that stuff. It's the same experience. We got a live home experience, man. I wished I was in that crowd, that building, you know, how special that building is, you know, uh, for, for, for me, that's where I debuted um, if it is the same venue, if it isn't, it's the same town, uh, into WWE. When we did the thing with the Alliance, that's where you wrestled Brock. Cause that's where Austin quit. Um, I've had some great moments in that venue. You've had some great moments in it when it's packed the way it is, man, it, it's old school wrestling and, uh, it really is the crowd made the night yeah, even more, uh, special back to what we're talking about with Brock and Cody, like even like my daughter's like, wait, shouldn't he win in his hometown? I'm like, absolutely not. He, what they did was ever, I, you know, impact wrestling coming to the County Center, uh September. I wish my mom was alive because I wanted her to see me wrestle again, or I would have done something, you know, Um, because you had like, you know, that's your mom. Um, It, it was Oh, back to the tap. Um, if your your hold is established, the weight, the weight, the weight, and then when you tap, the people pop big. Uh, you know when Roman Reigns had that guillotine on, or where he catched, her, even when Asuka put uh caught Bianca on SmackDown from the handspring, and like there's a perfect moment, and, and you and I know this too. There's also a perfect moment to tap out to get the people to the highest crescendo you can and then ding 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 ding, because they do they react to it i agree the three count is very very audible but when you have a hold that's established and that thing is locked in man it's it's a big moment when somebody taps out and it's also it's defeating just like an i quit match all that stuff
2: last um last week we went back and checked i think it's been 20 years Since Brock Lesnar has tapped out I think it was 2003 I think Kurt made him tap Benoit made him tap and I think one other person made him tap so it's it's basically almost an entire new generation of wrestling fans absolutely that if Brock Lesnar did tap it would be a very very big deal with this match um, if it was to be a stipulation on the match what stipulation would you like to see? Is it an I quit? Is it a last man standing? Is it a submission match? Or is it a sell? Or is it a cage? Or is it a your sister's ass? Like, Or do you just want to see Cody versus Brock straight up? Because if Cody beats Brock straight up again, I think that's a bigger deal than ever beating him in a gimmick match.
3: The only thing... Bigger, in my opinion, is either submissions or an I quit match, which is pretty much technically the same. Um, just be, but when you and and then you know this, it limits you and it limits the fans out of what false finishes you it takes away those great moments. And these are like when you're booking these things, can Brock and Cody have a pure wrestling match? Sure, we've seen it, but when Brock goes to the floor, or when little things happen. Um, it's a bigger deal, you know, cause why? Cause he's Brock friggin' Lesnar. And you know, when I was also saying it adds to Cody's resume, if that happens, why think of what we all think about when we think of Brock Lesnar, he ended the streak. They made it special and making things special as a wrestling fan. We remember it. So could they, yes. Should they, I don't know. I'm just really highly invested in it and wherever, that match well SummerSlams in detroit uh i get my mom and put her on a plane and i get every single if i winning or losing and i get those people back to where they saw it just if there's going to be a redemption i want them there
2: by the way what a difference a sold out crowd makes i, I i'm a big believer in that when you get to an arena when you go to an event like a rock and roll event or a uh, professional wrestling event when the show starts if you look around and the place is maybe half empty or there's you know a lot of empty seats the energy is you know different you kind of maybe you don't feel like you're at the coolest ticket in town but you show up to a night like last night and you do a you know you, you put your head on a swivel and you take a 360 look at the place and there's not a seat to be found you know. That you're, you know, in the place to be last night, Monday night raw was the hottest ticket in town in Atlanta, GA. And you heard it in that crowd from beginning to end. And this is where a great crowd uh, can help out a show. Listen, AEW doesn't come close to selling out every week on their TV show, but their crowds are so invested that you would think that there were 10,000 people at the arena at times. So just once again, describe to to our listeners, the importance of a hot crowd.
3: Uh, I mean, again, you heard it last night. You felt the energy last night. If I can talk from experience, uh, Saturday, uh, in Windsor, it's about stay open doors, six 30 ish at seven o'clock. You hear like, a a, this like energy, you can feel it, you hear. And then I look out through the curtain and I'm like, why are all the bleachers full? And, you know, we had over, you know, close to 2000 people and it was, and they were there ready to see a show like not meandering in the hallways or they were there invested, took their, you know, it's a Saturday night. They're ready to see a fight. Uh, last night, same kind of situation. If you're a performer, you hear that, you feel that buzz. You hear people talking, you wait for that anticipation, man. There were so many cool moments. Uh, even, I mean, straight up Cody giving his belt to that kid and the mother st- Screaming, filming it, capturing a moment that will last forever. I say this um as somebody who, when I touched Bob Backlund's hand, I still remembered that power. Um, or Vic Joseph. I, I've I've told his story of Bret Hart giving him his glasses at Survivor Series. And look where and Vic wasn't a wrestling fan, and that moment, <clears throat> excuse me. Captured for him forever. Um, Little things like that. I mean, I, I, me and Dave talk about it. You and I talk about just special events going to shows as straight up fans. And I'm talking about wrestling fans. I'm not talking about going to concerts. I'm just talking about wrestling specific. It's special. It's different. You feel a buzz. You're around people that like the same thing as you, and you're going to just sit there and go wild. You're going to the biggest thing, honestly, like participating and singing everybody's entrance music. That's over, dude, responding to hearing some like when you heard Brock's music, it reminded me of probably one of the most famous musics ever, Jaws. And it's oh, like I'm talking because it's in the summer and I would just buy the water. And if you're there and you hear, oh, wait, what? And you would still be looking around when you know, a great white is circling same reaction with uh, it's your emotions are being manipulated to feel that way. That's the beauty of the, of the entertainment in sports entertainment in baseball. You want to cheer for your guy or, you know, and I'm using baseball as a reference because it's summertime, but he does not hit the home run or the base. You know, sometimes they pop out, sometimes they don't score, but for Us in wrestling, your emotions are getting manipulated that way. And it's the greatest feeling when we want you to feel angry. We want you to feel angry during the Cody thing, man. You're almost going to cry. And then it's a happy moment. Then it's an, it's an, uh, well, I'm a little disappointed. Oh my God. I'm not disappointed. Wait, he's not here. Oh, okay. Something we know something's going to happen. Cody said, I'm going to be here at this hour, this hour, and this hour which is great because it also makes you want to tune in. And then once I got my payoff, it may have not been the payoff that I wanted, but now I'm like, he's going to get him at SummerSlam and I will wait to see it.
2: How much emotional investment does Cody have right now from the entire WWE universe? Scale of one to 10.
3: Top three baby face in the wrestling industry.
2: I would call I would say he's at a nine right now with the emotional investment from the entire WWE universe across the board everywhere he goes. Correct. He is building his empire brick by brick, fan by fan. As you said earlier, the look on the mother's face when Cody handed the child the weight belt. And I'm a firm believer in that Cody is doing this in a way where everybody watching at home wants to buy a ticket because maybe my kid can be the one getting the weight belt. My kid can be the one who touches Cody
1: boxing lives on Sirius XM Fight Nation.
2: I gave the fights to my brother, okay? Y'all mad at me because I gave the fight to my brother. Let my brother fight. That was undefeated middleweight champion Jamal Charlo giving the Canelo fight to his brother Jamel. Jamal,
1: you're the middleweight champion. Get back in the ring already. Jamal Charlo has some great fight left in him. He should get back on track and start training focused and get back in the ring. At the fights, Mondays and Fridays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern.
2: then blended to perfection and cold-pressed to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal
2: the Vikings and the Alphas what a fun match I found myself sitting on the edge of my seat with a giant smile on my face because they were executing everything so well and it was so entertaining yada yada obviously I popped huge when Otis said coach Gable get the tables uh, and there was Titus O'Neill, you know, giving us a little shout out. So that's always fun.
3: Corey um, Graves gave you the shout out as well. It was nice to hear it.
2: What did Corey say? I didn't hear what Corey said.
3: I believe it was Titus that said said a big shout out. And then Corey, uh, Corey was the one who said your guys' names.
2: Oh, to the Dudleys. All right, cool. Um, I thought that Valhalla gave a great spear through the table to Maxine um great table bump it it, it was it was really it it was great they they did an all-around phenomenal segment highly entertaining i'm sure you're gonna agree with this
3: i loved it there were so many different moments and as you know working with me taking them high to get them low to get them back up um when and paying off stories you know when she finally got the jacket everybody because we've been watching this through you know this was the when they were kind of heelish but not really getting over in the uh the model they when they were models and all that stuff they you know paid it off where she did like you know she's in training they gave her where she did her first move i loved it the suplex and then when she finally does something super duper great Uh, She gets the jacket and then boom, gets speared. And yes, great spear because she drove her through the table, which is key driving somebody. And she also kind of had to take care of herself in that little, little space by, you know, making sure she don't blast her face into the table. So she was a perfect table break. And, And, you know, Hey, for somebody who hasn't taken it, you and I have discussed, and we've also felt it when you get speared through a table, uh, I saw it happen to you when I splashed you through the table. The back of the table hit your head. Um, they did a great job. The concern, and it wasn't like, and I think all the WWE talent right now is just, and this is where, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take it from Eric Bischoff. Competition creates greatness, but it's not just within another company. Competition creates cash is what he said, but when you're every controversy,
2: controversy
3: great well, experience. I'm giving, I'm giving, then I said it okay, quote good. me. I'll write my own book. Um, the
2: dreamer never more.
3: <laughs> the going like everybody is stepping up, dude. And it's like, you know, even Miz When he was on with us, he's just like, our live events are sold out. Everything is like on fire right now. And it's also, why is it on fire? The talent is all stepping up. Everybody there was, she gets her hand raised at the moment where uh, Chad turns his head to celebrate, taken away. And then he turns it. Of course, he's going to be concerned. Then they do. And then what happened? Otis's comeback, dude, off the charts. Like, and then even when the guy did the dive, uh, the springboard, and he caught him and he couldn't hold him. But he, even when he dropped him, it was a perfect drop. He didn't like fumble like oh I'm gonna not be able to get him up so I just drop him and they came unglued for him um
2: Tommy what about the moonsault uh spot where oh, moon moonsault, moonsault into the when Otis the did the moon, moonsault onto one of the Raiders and that no I'm sorry when um when one of the Raiders did the moonsault um I don't know if it was I think it was Ivar Ivar does the moonsault Eric or Ivar whatever Um, One of the war machine guys does the moonsault onto Otis, and then Chad Gable does the moonsault onto one of the Raiders and then hits one of the Raiders with one of the most picture-perfect shoot German suplexes I've ever seen. Because it's the bigger dude in in the Viking Raiders, and Gable did one of those slow... Exploding Germans. Yep. And what people don't realize is the Raiders are big, thick men. the 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 guy that got Germaned last night, the bigger of the two Viking Raiders, I think it's it's Ivar. He's got to be close to three hundred, though, right? I would say uh, closer
3: to three thirty.
2: He is a big, thick. Wide man and Chad Gable slow germined him perfectly. Gable is a is a freak in that ring who does not get enough credit right. for his his uh amateur wrestling ability. And I have heard whispers, and this is no disrespect to Kurt Angle, because Kurt won the gold medal with a broken freaking neck. But I heard that Gable is basically Kurt. Have you ever heard that? Uh oh, Tommy? Yeah. Absolutely. Like as good as Kurt. Yeah. Um, but obviously Kurt winning the you know Olympic gold medal separates him from every other person out there. But to have the balance and the power to German Ivar the way he did, man, that is top-notch next level shit right there.
3: Even more impressive a moonsault onto somebody that's covering another person is next level things could go wrong and if you watch it because i watched it and slow moed it ankles where one guy's feet were where the other guy's ankle it was if he would have moved we could have had a recipe of uh disaster if a guy's moonsaulting and your ankle is there facing with your toes down it could have been another dislocated ankle or bone pop through like we saw once with uh sid a long time ago and then to pause pop off that moonsault pause wrap your arms around a guy who's got a bigger belly plus he's got gear plus he's got a broken neck because remember we saw him break his neck on television. And then to place him perfectly. And then here's even the better. The save, dude. That save was those guys worked there. Asses off. I was so happy for everybody in that match. Um, loved it. Another thing that they did, because he is so uh agile, that where he's uh Otis is sitting against the Viking ship and he just came with a running splash. Yes. Into- Oh man, that looked like Matrix type of stuff. Or, uh, they just had such a great performance, and then at the end, Vikings, you know, on the ship what a great shot of everybody! You know, because the those that group has eaten a lot of L's as of late, and they're somebody that I would like to see face Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn now because hey, they want to match, uh, and they could be in the tag team, you know, title hunt. And I think they would have even better matches with Kevin and Sammy. But also, like, when we talk about Alpha Academy, man, I'm massive fans of both guys. Um, and here's the greatness of them. And we said this about Miz. Chad Gable has gotten everything over that he has given. When he was in uh, every... He could be a great wrestler. He's a great comedy. He's a great... um interviewer. He can do anything. I have so much praise for that guy. And yes, he's the real deal from amateur wrestling, but anything he's done and Otis is always so entertaining. Um, I've been the biggest Otis fan for when he was in the money in the bank. And I said that that could go down as one of my bigger um, WWE losses where like mess ups, where I think they should have went another route because he was so hot and over and he cooled off, not because of him and turning him heel, but great. Guess where he is back again, being a lovable baby face that we all love with that guy. Uh, he's something, he's special. Both talents are special and great necessary acts within the WWE because they got someone else over. That's part of their act and giving her credibility as well.
2: Maxine Dupree, to end this, uh, to end this uh, massive put over session we're, we're doing for the Viking Raiders and uh, Alpha Academy. Maxine Dupree, props to you also. Stacy Keebler truly earned her stripes with me when we put her through the table and she took it like a champ. Stacy, more of a girly girl, more of a you know diva, easy on the eyes, great to look at. Not known for her physicality because she didn't do any physicality at all. And then there's that one day that me and Devon had enough of her, and I super bombed her through a table, and she took it like a champ. Maxine Dupree, I put in that Stacy-esque kind of realm. They kind of looked the same. They both looked amazing on TV, but last night Maxine took that spear through a table like a champion she didn't short it at all so props to maxine props to everybody in that match it was to me the most entertaining across the board thing i saw on monday night raw last night Oh my God! The number
0: one pro wrestling show on the planet is getting even bigger. Fight Nation presents Busted Open After Dark, featuring WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray. Do you know who I am? Join Bully every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, reacting to AEW's Dynamite with you, the fans, only on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156, and when you listen on your phone with the SXM app.
2: Last night's tag match, hell of a tag match. Owens and Zane versus Priest and Dom. Very, very exciting main event and a great way to end what was a great Monday Night Raw. Your thoughts?
3: Again, when I talk about a thread and a thread throughout the show, we saw Finn Balor and Seth Rollins have a sit-down. We saw an in-ring promo from the Judgment Day that Seth Rollins... Finn Balor thing you know they're promoting it now as seven years in the making we had physicality where he tossed a chair into the head of Seth Rollins kind of leaving him uh not laying but leaving him I guess angered whatever that this match starts we have all the punk and circumstance of the entrances everybody's singing um and right off the bat, Seth Rollins out of nowhere comes in, runs in, dives on top of Finn Balor. See you later, Finn Balor. So now one member of the Judgment Day is gone. When I say a constant thread, we saw somebody laid out, and then we saw somebody get their revenge. Loved it. Now we're going to have this match. We have this match, and boy, did everybody deliver. Um, There was heat. There was we love our baby faces. There was things done. Uh, Kevin Owens does things that uh, mm. you wouldn't be able to get away with when you and I were there, but he does things that get a uh, because he's over uh, just simple little things. And- Tell me,
2: give me an example of what he's getting away with that you don't think we could have gotten away with. Or I'm gonna I'm gonna go out. On, I'm gonna say this: I could have gotten away with
3: baiting your baby face i'm sorry baiting your heel to come in and putting up his hands like come on i'll fight you like he was kind of like joking with him doing stuff on the apron turning your back to the audio, uh to the hard camera to acknowledge the fans all things yep that stuck out to me too keep going all things that you you know you're you're told you cannot do. You have to play to the hard camera, blah blah blah. All things that I personally hate, but these are things that you had to do. Um, that's why he's a beloved baby face. His comeback was great. Uh everybody being in position, this saves. I honestly thought they were switching the tag titles last night. And then, you know, another thread with Liv Morgan coming back, um taking, you know, a great clothesline or a bump over the barricade uh, camera being right there for it, not missing it. She has great intensity as a baby face, all these different moves. And in the finish man, when Sammy was going for his kick in the corner and it was going to end and you saw Damien priest, I thought that was it. I thought they were switching the titles on that distraction. And then that was just a, a, what a great save a false loved how they went into the finish. Sammy and KO retain, you know, Dom and the Judgment Day. Dom has heat where, you know, you're working and they're not booing your work. They're just chanting you suck when you're doing things. I mean, he is so, so like different. And even how like they set up the 619 like and the, just to boo like that you're even doing it. Um, uh, Kevin Owens doing, you know, the splash off the apron and doing the Eddie Guerrero shuffle of his shoulders. There were so many just great things about that match, but also timing and everyone being where they're supposed to be right place, right time, nobody missing a step, nobody having to wait for a move to happen. The moment something happened, boom, then here came the kick then. And everything was just done. Perfect. And timing is everything it wasn't a rushed main event it had such a great feel i love it it was another one of those things the judgement day lost but they have more heat than ever um and it was just it was a great win and a great go home for a crowd that was super hot and we saw the baby faces deliver
2: i couldn't agree with you more the one thing that stuck out to me about last night's match was the hot tag to owens that is how you blow a comeback big time intensity action constant movement firing the people up one of the best compliments i have ever received from vince mcmahon was exactly the compliment that i just paid kevin owens i came back through the curtain at the garden and vince looked at me and he goes that is the way you blow a comeback The art of blowing a comeback, not getting your partner back in too soon since the heat was on him, taking it to everybody, bobbing and weaving and ducking and misdirectioning and doing everything you possibly can do to make sure everybody is laid out before you go for that first cover, for that first hopeful finish that winds up turning into a false finish. Owens has incredible intensity. Uh, and I do agree with you. When Kevin turned his back to the hard camera and was baiting the crowd in, that's basically chasing the hug. That is asking the people to get behind you, which Vince does not like. Vince wants the people to get behind you, vicariously living through you as you cheer on your partner in the ring. But as you said, sometimes certain guys, certain girls can get away with certain things that Vince might not like, depending on where you are on the card. You should never have to beg the people to get behind you for the hot tag. You should just be stomping on that mat, slapping that turnbuckle, encouraging your partner to come crawl to you to make that hot tag, and the people should be behind you for it. Um, love the end of the show last night. Uh, listen, I would say three quarters of Monday Night Raw was uh, uh, highly entertaining, and it was a very, very easy three hours to get through. I think like, a-
3: hang on one second. If yep. I could just get back to when they came back out of commercial or the pitcher and pitcher, Kevin looked like he was talking to everybody in the audience and was like what you said, cheering. <clears throat> we came back out of commercial break, and the people were louder. And that didn't happen because Norman, it's like, we're back live. And then you want to start doing your business. No, they were doing their business during that commercial break. And him talking to those people like tricks of the trade. Yeah, man. But it worked. And you came back and you're like, what the hell did I miss during commercial break? Or like, I got to see this. And like you said, man, what a great comeback. But I mean, the selling by Sami Zayn, the heat that the heels had. I can't praise it enough. And my main thing, I mean, I know there's a lot of wrestlers that listen to this show is just timing. Go back and look how wrestlers were there for that stuff. I mean, literally turning your, once you turn and I mentioned it with like the alpha Academy, as soon as he raised her hand and they did their little thing. And then he turned to look to the left to get the people there. um, She was with the spear in this, the moment uh, Dom went to that corner Here comes that kick But before that Damian Priest Is right there to take that kick away And it's just like When when you're looking at a, a puzzle And you quickly find those pieces And they fit so perfectly That's how professional wrestling Should be done And it was a 9 out of a 10 On a scale for Monday Night Raw um, it, it was so good It was so enjoyable to watch And like I said, I'm here at my house in Michigan. I watch it live. I don't get to fast forward through commercials. I normally start when I have to watch a Raw and I got to cover it. I normally start about 930 and I'll watch the show and I know what I'm going to start fast forwarding to or like get through the commercials, man. I watch it live. And like I said, I watch it with a first time viewer and I had a great time watching professional wrestling last night. Good job by everybody.
2: Agreed. And one of the things I think the WWE needs to do piggybacking on that uh, incredible crowd in Atlanta is I'd love to see the WWE on social media create like a little contest amongst the cities and the towns. Kind of like happened in ECW back in the day where each town tried to be louder than the next. If I'm the WWE, I'm throwing out Uh, A shot of the arena from last night from Monday Night Raw. Thank you, Atlanta, for being an amazing crowd, being so damn loud. And now, whatever the next city is—Tampa for Raw. Tampa, you're up next. Can you be even louder? So you're creating this competition amongst the cities to see who can have the—you know—the—the more you know, upbeat, lively audience, and you're putting the towns over while encouraging the new towns to be even louder. So Orlando, Florida, you're up next for SmackDown. Can you be louder than uh, Atlanta
1: was for Raw? Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Open Trial to start your free trial today.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up?